We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. We lead a team of brave and brilliant story work counselors and coaches around the country, all committed to helping you come alive. Join us as we explore the sacred landscape of the human heart at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. We are in a series on faith, and there is seriously so much to cover. Today, we're joined by one of our coaches, Jason Staub, whose expertise is in relationship and leadership coaching, and you're going to hear why as we dive into the topic of forgiveness really being the root of everything. You can learn more about Jason over at restorationcounselingnoco.com forward slash Jason dash Staub. And of course, anything else you need to know about us on the same site, or visit our digital laboratories at RestoryLabs.com, the space to come alive via courses, memberships, webinars, and more. Here's our conversation with Jason. All right. Well, Jason, so glad you're with us. Um, So glad you're with us today on the podcast and you're with us um, on our team with Restoration. Can you just start off by sharing just briefly why you got into relationship and leadership coaching? What, What drives you toward that work? Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it was as I went into my adulthood, I didn't have someone who could help me parse out what I was going through and transitioning to moving away from home, starting a family, um, and what all that meant and how it was affecting me and my family and my wife. And I think it's so important. It would have been really important for me to have someone to say, hey, I see you and listen with ears that were intentional, that would have been um, helping me parse out what my feelings were, what I, my thoughts were. And so I've always had a bent towards helping others do that, to make sense out of their life, to listen to their words, and to help them integrate their words for what they're feeling and how they're acting and what's being produced or the, the fruit in their life. Hmm. So, Yeah. Well, it's awesome to, to have you as part of the team. And, and one of the things we wanted to talk about today specifically was the area of forgiveness. Uh, and that is a massive conversation that we're going to try to have a little bit of here in the next few minutes. So Jason, can you tell us what it is about forgiveness that really you feel is so core to the work that we do here at Restoration, the work that you do here at Restoration? Mm-hmm. So, and when I think about forgiveness, I think about the, as in a big umbrella, when I talked about, you know, transitioning into family, my own family, being married, moving away from home, feeling a sense of disintegration, right? At what, the integration that I felt growing up, I could make sense of, it, it, it belonged, right? It was part of my being and breathing. I could make sense of it. And it's what happened for me was, when I got married and, and things started falling apart, like this new unprecedented way of living in my life with someone else and some, you know, others, mm-hmm. I had to come up with a new, new way of being and, and relating that didn't work. Wouldn't, I couldn't take the old way moving into this new context and say, Hey, it should work. It just didn't work. Right. So there's a, a disorder that goes on. And, and so part of that was my, 
growing up, I was bringing the past with me, this old context into a new context called marriage, being a father, Mm -hmm. um, being a leader in a business. So Mm -hmm. it felt disintegrated. Mm-hmm. So part of what I, what I think about when I think about forgiveness, it's a, when we forgive or when we identify places where it, life feels or relationships feel disintegrated, like they don't feel natural, they don't feel um, uh, fluid, like something is off, it's clunky, mm-hmm. it just, something isn't smooth, like there's sharp edges everywhere. I, and we don't can't figure out where they're coming from. That I would say that's kind of like being disintegrated. And so for me, forgiveness is part of reintegrating yourself. Hmm. Um, so I also think about um, disintegrated is there's things in my life or there's things about others that I say are bad, wrong, or broken. Right? And when I'm, when I'm dealing with or holding things as bad, wrong, or broken, I typically don't want to get up close to them, mm. right? Because mm. we usually want to distance ourselves from those things. But I think for what forgiveness and what I think what God says is go closer to those things, right? And, what, and wonder with someone or with God, like, what is it about this that I'm avoiding or I'm, I'm wanting to resist? And it's in that that you're calling forgiveness is in the coming closer. Yeah. So I think for a lot of my clients and a lot of people that I, I work with, there, there is something with more, mostly with parents because they're our first real connection that we, you know, the relationship that we're, um, that's important to us. Mm-hmm. And often as people, right. We do things and say things and, and act out things that are harmful and knowingly or unknowingly. And so I think to be honest and really wonder what was missed with our parents or with the people that we trust growing up in our formative years and just to wonder where in I might be still resisting, like even I'm 49 years old and I still will find myself resisting my father, Mm. right? So, and I would say that's a piece of my unforgiveness with him. Mm. And so it's, and it doesn't just show up right with my dad. I can't like pick and choose where my unforgiveness rears its ugly head. So it shows up in other relationships. And another way of saying that, if I'm understanding correctly, is where your resistance shows up in relationships is actually a, kind of the origin of that is in the unforgiveness with your dad. You're if right. you're resistant with other people as well. Yeah, right. Because there's something about my relationship with my dad that I won't accept. I won't allow. I won't allow him to be himself. Because I... I I have to get off of my expectations or my judgments or my assumptions, my offenses, my hurts, right? In order to be with him. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive him. Yeah. I have to or allow. Right. I, and it's, <clears throat> so with that, I have had to 
initially get honest that I was on it with him about a lot of things. And when I say on it, I've been unforgiveness, right? So when you find yourself on like um, your hurts or your offenses, it's like, okay, I'm resisting something here. And growing up with my dad, he was very strict and very hard on us. And I interpreted that as I didn't belong. And so there was, there was a, um, so in a sense, something was taken from me. Right now, I couldn't have put words. Yeah. My longing for connection was taken from me. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could have put words to that growing up. Like I said, someone was not there to see me or to witness and to walk me through that. Doesn't mean it didn't exist. Right. And so when I, when I got married, and I was resisting what I would say current reality, my reality of relationship. Um, I would resist what is. Right? So there, there was a part of me that said, this can't be, this isn't how it's supposed to go. And I was pissed. I was really angry. But what I didn't know was my anger wasn't about being married and being in a relationship. It was about being in relationship with my dad and missing out on something. So I was going through life with this thing missing and trying to take it in ways I didn't realize I was was Mm -hmm. demanding from others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so until I could identify this this thing that was missing and who it it was withheld from, my dad, right? He was, it was withheld. Not that he did it on purpose, not that, you know, blaming him doesn't help, but accepting that's the reality. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Which when you put all of that together, it's a, it's a totally different definition of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Drawing near to what we don't really want to explore, to name and release. Mm-hmm. Because you can't release what you can't name. Right. So that's why it's so important. And to, to skip over that, in my, in my way of saying that is, why can't my dad and I just go fishing and start over? <laughs> Let me, I'll do that. I'll just start going fishing and we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work, right? It's, there's still that, that thing out there. And I think unforgiveness will if it's not resolved it will bubble up until we put our finger on it and say that's what it is Mm -hmm. that's what's been causing this is the heat right Mm -hmm. the heat source that's causing all the inflammation Mm -hmm. in my life and my relationships Mm -hmm. my resistance because a fishing trip will not change the the tension you have with your wife over what you want from her and she's not providing Mm -hmm. right there's, there's no connection there. Yeah. So Jason, how, how do you walk with someone through that process that you just described, right? Like you were able to identify that there was this unforgiveness with your dad, but it shows up as a fight with your wife. Like how, how do you help someone make those connections? Yeah. So it's, I usually come from the standpoint, it's not about your wife. <laughs> right. So I, I will typically ask, hey, tell me about growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom. What was your home life like? And 
I will listen, right, for, for how the person, and I would say what their belief system mm-hmm. currently, I'll listen for words that will inform me of what it might be, and I'll ask questions around that. So another way of saying that is, if your belief system is like the core of an apple, right? It influences how you feel because when you're really passionate about something, it comes out in your feelings and and emotions, right? And that in turn um, influences or, or, um, how do you say, influences your behavior, right? Your actions, Mm -hmm. which what happens, what your words you use, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I would say in the belief system part of it, that is the context, right? That you create that will influence your feelings and your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always listening for the context of where a person is coming from and, and I'm, I'm listening for where there's resistance in that relationship. Mm. And where there's that resistance, there's a heat source that's causing the pain. Mm. And so I'm, I'm so, if that's, that's what I listen for. Mm-hmm. 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 And so, because, yeah. What, what does that, Beth, you use the word release. We've talked about forgiveness. What does that, that process of forgiving your father, releasing your father from, you know, from those, uh, forgiving him of those things, what does that, mm-hmm. what does that look like? So I think forgiveness is a posture of heart. It's a, it's a uh, practice. It's not a one thing, one time and done. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, con, it's a, if you're in a breathing and you're a human being and you say that you love others, you will be in a forgiveness conversation mm-hmm. because you're loving people who fail. Hmm. Right. It's just, it comes with the package, but I, I noticed that I and others will be like really dumbfounded that I'm love. I love, but why do I feel all this pain and suffering? Hmm. Right. It's like, yeah, but I love them. I'd say, this is part of the deal, right? You're loving people who love poorly, like you. Mm-hmm. And we all, and so therefore, forgiveness is a, is a continual um, posture of heart that needs to be reengaged daily and maybe moment by moment. Mm-hmm. And so with my dad, that process has said, for me, it's like identifying, okay, there are places where I'm making him pay for what he did, but he doesn't know what he did. (laughs) So he's not in on the whole deal, right? So I didn't like, so part of that was, hey dad, I've been on it with you for uh, these things. I've been making you pay for that and I want you to know I'm getting off it. Mm -hmm. So now I've I've replaced our connection with unforgiveness with a connection with promise. So now, up until then, we were connected with unforgiveness. So what happens when you're you're in a relationship with a parent, this is where you find people marrying their parents, right? Um, You're connected through unforgiveness or you're connected through promise. And so for me, replacing that unforgiveness with a promise and saying, hey, I've noticed this is what I've had you on the hook for. I'm going to get off it. And now he has, I've asked him or I've I've allowed him to join me when he sees that I'm snarky when I do backhanded comments or sarcastic with him. He's allowed to say, ouch. Hmm. Right. And so Hmm. this is a whole different way of relating 
it gives both of us the freedom to shift. Mm-hmm. Another way of saying and shift on something that's true, that's reality, right? And we're not ignoring or excusing anything. We're naming the pain and the, the constantness of it. And we've gotten better, right? I mean, it, it changes the way I, I look at him at times. Because my dad's still my dad, and I'm still me. So, but I always get to go again. Hmm. Jason, I love, I mean, that, that's so counter to what typical family environment forgiveness experiences look like, right? So uh, uh, a brother hits his sister, and the parent says, you know, uh, ask for forgiveness to the brother and then forgive your brother to the sister, right? And it feels like this event experience that, okay, I forgive you. One and done, I forgive you, we're moving on. But what you're saying is that that this is actually as core to the human experience as breathing. That if we're going to be in relationship, we need to actually have that level of inhale, exhale of forgiveness, constant, yeah. constant relationship. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. It can be very confusing and confounding, and maybe even shaming if we say we forgive and then we find ourselves stuck again. Mm-hmm. Because like we shouldn't be human. We should get off it, get over it forever and ever. It's, I mean, that's just not how it is. Right. That's not reality. Yeah, and that's not the reality with God either. Right. That there is this constant forgiveness that He is offering us that it's not he in this one time thing, he's constantly forgiving us and living in a state of forgiveness towards us mm-hmm. uh, and not resisting us. As you've said, he's constantly mm-hmm. inviting us versus resisting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it takes a lot of humility, right. To say, look, I've been on it about something with you, just acknowledging it and it's courageous. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, I think it really, um, and I think God designed it this way is to, it really provokes like the hero in us to get down on our knees, gravel, right? Get down in the dirt and say, listen, I am, I've been wrong. I've been making you pay for something that, I mean, it, it, it enters the pain, right? It enters the pain of the reality of the sever, the severing of the relationship. And I think that allows for grief to enter in and maybe some anger, right? Hopefully for what's been missed. Because I think whatever is honest and truest, I think the closer or the we can honor that, the more real we can be with ourselves and with others. And I think that increases trust, which I think increases intimacy and being empathetic with each other. Mm-hmm. I just think it, on a whole, it's honoring each other. Mm-hmm. Jason, what does this look like in relationships with people, like with our kids, you know, parent and kid relationship, for instance, where there might not be uh, an ancient story mm-hmm. that's the source, um, but there is still resistance or there's still that that same dynamic Mm -hmm. happening what Mm -hmm. what does that look like are you you, so adult kids younger kids let's say younger younger so i think for that what comes up for me is there's a surrender 
right? There's a surrendering to what your expectations and what, what's actually happening. So I think that, again, it's like a posture of heart. It doesn't mean they get away with everything, right? But there's a posture of heart that says, I see you. It's going to be okay. We're okay. Right. And so there's a, um, then there can be even reconciliation in when, a, when you fail as a parent or when you blow it, it's coming back and saying, listen, I was, I was mad and I was, I was dishonest with you about going to McDonald's today and whatever and say, will you forgive me? And like actually living out that reconciliation teaches our kids this is the way we act with each other. This is the way mom and dad, now I've given you, I've been, I've been um, honest and I'm naming my fault and I'm asking you, would you forgive me? Now you have control because you can say no. Mm-hmm. Rather than as a parent saying, right, how, how often we do this, I'm in control, this is how it's going to be and you are going to be okay with it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And one step further, maybe for older kids would be, and next time I do the same thing, you have permission Yes. to say, ouch. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think because, I mean, I, as I coach others and they have kids, I say, wouldn't it be great if your kids could come to you someday and name the wounds that you have, were a participant in and you had the, the chance to reconcile those. Or at least when I said, when I, when I was going with my dad, when I was like 30 years old, I was in group and there was another co-leader. My dad was actually one of my leaders because that's how, <laughs> that's how desperate they were for leaders. So typically you wouldn't put your son and your dad in the same, especially if he's the abuser or the, the one that I have a conflict with. And so the, the other leader said, I want you to turn to your dad. I want you to tell him where he missed it with you. This is, at, this is when I said, well, we could just go fishing. How's that? Would that be okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back into this realm of I don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. The cesspool of feelings and I don't, you know, it's just there's bad, wrong, and broken. I want to stay away from that. But he's like turned towards it and let's engage it. And I did. I was like, I, I started bawling and I, I just started saying something. And my dad just sat there and listened. And I just kept coming out and kept coming out and kept coming out. I'm like, where is all this coming from? I, I had no idea it was all these, and all, this, all these things were there mm-hmm. until I was invited to let it out. Mm-hmm. And that's, my dad said, I don't remember those things, but I believe you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and so and that was good enough for me like that piece of it was like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. we i can do this mm-hmm. right and even if our parents not there we can do this still because you, even when your parents gone there's honoring what was true the good the bad the ugly and rather than naming those things just this is the way it was Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it, I think that's what honoring your mom and dad is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I would feel honored if my if my kids come to me one day and say, "Hey, look, you missed it on these things," and that would help them, give them freedom. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. 
because I, I just, if I can be the impetus or the catalyst for that, can we do that for each other? Mm-hmm. I think a whole lot of freedom is available mm-hmm. and just engaging the reality of what is. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the freedom that you're talking about is for the forgiver. Yeah. Yeah. That in that I mean, moment, like, with yeah. as those things were spewing out of you, right? The one who was who was caged was you. Mm-hmm. By the unforgiveness that lived within you towards your father. Yes. Based on results of my marriage and my relationships, right? So anyone could say. I can see there's unforgiveness based on the symptoms. There's a heat source somewhere mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I would never have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, once I found it, I could put words to it. I could honor what was true right. and mm-hmm. not pretend it wasn't true. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the pretending, the, the, the fruits of pretending are the, the struggles in relationships. Mm-hmm. Jason, thank you. Thanks for sharing that with us today. So glad you're on our team. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. I have a quick question that I'm asking everyone for the end. Okay. Since we've all gone virtual, has there been any funny, quirky, crazy thing that's happened like in a Zoom call? The only crazy thing that just is just for me because I'm not that technical is when I when I first showed up with one of my clients, he had a ski resort in the background and it took me a minute. I was like, I know you're in Colorado, but that's a little, where are you? (laughs) He's got a green screen and he's a younger guy. So he's like all techie and got a green sheet in the back of him because it didn't look weird. That was your first introduction to the whole (laughs) screen background thing. But only with my younger client, because I don't know that my older clients would have a clue how to do that. <laughs> but he had an actual green sheet. Yeah. Right. right. That's why it looks so perfect. Yeah. Hilarious. Awesome. <laughs>